Hey, CBC. My name is Mike Patella, and I am found, the founder of Christian Business Connect. Today, I have Joshua Monson of Monson Design. Thank you for being here, Josh. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, uh, I guess do us a favor and tell us all who you are and what you do. All right. Well, as he said, my name is Joshua Monson. I'm a graphic design operating graphic designer operating out of Troy. Um, I've been working freelance in the area for the past uh, about two and a half years, uh, mostly working for local businesses and local churches, uh, designing posters, uh, banners, logos, and generally the visuals that people need to get people into their buildings. Excellent, excellent. It, it goes a long way. It's a very unique skill set. Um, what got you into it? Um, so I got into graphic design because I was interested in high school with art in general. At the time, I was taking a more illustrative focus. But going into college, I came to the belief that I was that I needed to look at it more from a uh, kind of an intellectual mental perspective that that was where my strengths were going to be. So I went more into the design area instead of the illustrative area. And so that's how I went into college thinking. And that's where I guess that's just where it started. Excellent. What's your, uh, I guess, favorite thing to design? Do you tend to like the logos more or the posters or? Um, I think it depends on the project, but what I would say, I think what determines how much I like a project is usually less the project itself and more who I'm working with and what I'm making it for because it because the projects I think I like the most are the ones where I'm working with naturally creative people. So it doesn't matter if they're asking for a logo or a poster or an album cover. Uh, when I've worked with like uh, theater directors, uh, worship band leaders, uh, advertising agency heads, those I think are usually my favorite projects to work on, regardless of what they're actually asking me to make. That's fair. I mean, it's all about uh, who you're working with rather than what you're working on, which is, hey, it goes a long way. That's very important. If yes. it's not a comfortable environment or there's no real synergy, I mean, that's that's why a lot of people leave jobs. So this is true. Nice, nice. What's uh, what's been the most challenging thing? You know, you mentioned you're about two and a half years in. Uh, what's your most What's the most challenging thing so far that you've experienced? I think the most challenging thing would probably be, I think it's just getting your foot in <laughs> because the design is currently a pretty prosperous industry, but it's a competitive one. And so, you know, if you're going to get either individual freelance jobs or if or when you're trying to get any sort of long-term position getting in there is the hard part 
and that's and that's what you kind of need to survive as a designer regardless of how good you are or how much you enjoy it no that's fair yeah it's uh you, you gotta have uh you know clients to get the business going exactly. so if uh if you don't you know i guess you're just kind of doing it for fun at that point which is still good but um how do you overcome the challenge like what's the uh you have like any tips on that that you've encountered that works or maybe that doesn't work that uh um, stands out to you well, so let's deal with the stuff that doesn't work first. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the thing that you can't do is you can't be complacent. Uh, you really do have to work to reach out to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was actually one of the mistakes I made during college was that I personally like to focus on something and just kind of move forward with it. So when I was in college, I was spending a lot of time, you know, making sure my projects were great, my grades were high, and then I wasn't focusing on so much the networking, which is what I should have been doing. So that I would say is what you shouldn't do. Uh, what you should do is... Well, the opposite of that, you have to kind of just keep moving forward. You have to, if you have connections, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. If you don't have connections but know people who are trying to reach out, go out and reach out to them. Get on those job boards. Move forward with, with that. And if neither of those are working, like you said, sometimes you just have to design to design so i don't do that as much as other people but sometimes when there's nothing left in the docket i have to just open up illustrator and decide what's something i can do to kind of buff up the portfolio because even if that's not making me money it can help get me attention it keeps the skills sharp and that's important and that's very very important i mean that's uh you know, they, with a lot of employers, um, you know, if you're not working for so long, they don't like that. So if yeah. you have like volunteer experience there in the buffer, I mean, just something in there. That's true too. For, you know, like actual people working, um, you know, just to compare it. But yeah, I mean, if you're just building that portfolio, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to continue to develop your skill set, keep you sharp. And then it's more content for potential clients to see and, yeah. No, it's a, a good strategy behind it. I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, obviously, we're a uh, religious organization. I know you have a, an extensive religious background. Uh, I guess, uh, how do you believe God's influenced your path to, um, you know, I guess from your household to becoming a, uh, right. a designer and all that good stuff? Um. So, I guess that one's actually a little harder to say because... It, because there are times in your life where God's hand is clearly present, and then there are other times when he's a little harder to figure out. I'm very true. I can tell that God put me on this path, but I'm still figuring out where he's taking it. But at the same time, if I really didn't believe that he did get me on this path, I wouldn't still be going down it. Um, I was actually talking uh, with uh, a diff. I, I was actually 
uh, being interviewed by someone on YouTube a couple weeks back, and he asked a similar question. And what I basically told him was that it really is the only reason I'm doing this because if I because if I wasn't in the faith, I. I really would be doing something else right now. There are much easier ways to make a buck. Yep. <laughs> but I know God made me as a creator. That's something I feel very strongly inside of me. And so I feel the need to nurture that. I need feel the need to push that forward, even if I don't precisely know why that's the drive God gave me or why that's the talent God gave me. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of different entrepreneurs and people who are self-employed can relate to that because it's the one common theme that I've, I've encountered from, you know, interview to interview because I've done way too many of these at this point. But uh, uh, I mean, it's the, you know, kind of like the lows, you know, it's, we all experience the, the challenges of self-employment where you can't necessarily get a client. I mean, it's, it's all a roller coaster at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of second guess ourselves, you know, do we continue doing this? Do we, you know, get real jobs? Do we, you know, do what we got to do? Or, uh, you know, is God calling us out down this right. path? And it's, that sounds very evident in you that, you know, you embrace that and that's a good thing. And yeah, because uh, same thing for me, if, if it wasn't for my faith and you know God calling me here, I probably would have quit a long time ago. And but it's you know it's a passion thing, and it all works out. It's all in God's hands. So nice, very nice. Uh, do you do anything in your business to kind of like reflect your faith? Any or um, I think on I think there are two ways I would say that. I reflect my faith in my work. The first is just, I think in the ethics department in that I'm not, I'm not charging more than I think my work deserves. I'm not attempting to give people a botched product, right? That's a little more obvious. I think the other thing that my faith has influenced with my work is just that uh, it's affected the content quite a bit. Uh, so you know, so I've designed Sunday school logos. I've designed logos for church websites. Uh, I designed a album cover for uh, the Paul Rule Worship Band a couple of months back. So I think that would probably be the other large way my faith has influenced my work. Is just that a lot of my work has been uh, centered around ministry. That's awesome. That's a, that's a, a, I guess, a smart niche to have, a good niche to have. It's yeah. uh, nice, very nice. So when you're not designing, what do you do for fun? <clears throat> um, at, uh, so at my age and with my interest, I think I spend a lot of time online. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, – I've so I'm in – some fan fiction circles. I'm in some comic reading circles. I'm in um, some film and television buff circles. So that's, I think, what I spend a lot of my free time doing because it's 
part of it's because I love entertainment. That's how I got into art in the first place. And part of it is because it's such an easy way to socialize. I was not necessarily the most outgoing guy when I was a kid. I had kind of a small group of friends that I could relate to, and that was about it. But online, it really is easy to kind of, or at least easier to kind of maintain and nurture a friend group and just kind of keep being able to socialize and maintain that part of you. Excellent. Excellent. I, yeah, it sounds like you just love creativity all the way around. So Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. So uh, obviously, I, I love TV and television myself. Uh, is there like a favorite TV show that you can recommend or a favorite movie or anything like um, that? Uh, at the moment, um, I'm trying to think because I've been jumping around a lot lately. Um, <laughs> I, I'm doing the same thing. My wife and I have the show that we watch, like the one that we're engaged in, the one that we're not engaged right. in, you know, one that's like background noise. And then we have, uh, her shows, I have my shows, so I, I definitely get that. So right. And the other thing is also that, like, when you say re- recommend, it's kind of like, hmm, I'm talking to other business owners. Maybe I shouldn't be recommending the, uh, like, uh, rom the high school rom-com anime I've been watching lately. Um, 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 um. Yeah, I could... Uh, the one thing I can think of that would probably actually have kind of a broader awareness is that I, is that a buddy of mine and I have been trying to watch our way through, uh, Star Trek lately. So we got through the original series, we went through the original animated series, and we're currently, I think, on like the third season of TNG. And, and the, the interesting thing about getting into these kind of longer, older, franchises your like star trek or james bond or things like that for the first time is that you pretty quickly discover what a roller coaster of quality any of these older franchises have because like with star trek just at the point i'm at like some of these episodes are really like mind-blowingly good like stuff that is better than like the vast majority of stuff I see these days. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll just be a bomb. It'll yeah. just be like some of the worst television you have ever seen. And there are some trends to guess that with, like as any fan of these series will tell you, there are some that anyone can tell you are good or anyone can tell you are bad. But sometimes you just have no warning <laughs> And like a and one of the worst you've ever seen and one of the best you've ever seen will literally be right next to each other <laughs> in the watch schedule. No, that's yeah, that's that's interesting. I know like um watching a lot of old movies that you know I that's all long time ago and that I love or right. you know, like generations before us have loved. It's um and TV shows too. It's right. uh a lot of it, yeah, it's, it's context for the time. Like, some of this stuff was brilliant for that right. time. And then, but, you know, looking back on it, especially some of the, uh, the um, like, CGI or graphics or whatever, right. special effects, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's not good. Right. <laughs> it's, and, and sometimes it's also a mixed bag where 
you can see both why it's good and why it has been talked about at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. for me, even more so than as a movie or TV guy, I'm very much a comic guy. Yeah. And so if you read, like, a lot of the 1940s comic books, that's probably my favorite generation of comic book right there. But I don't recommend it to people a lot because the things I like about it don't always translate too well. Because the art from a purely objective level is often uh, kind of slapdash. The writing is not terribly complex. And so for a lot of people, it's immediately like, oh, well, that's not very good. And so that's why I don't recommend it to them. But I stick by my opinion about it because it's like this is some of the most entertaining energetic like storytelling i've that you're going to see and the rampant creativity of just the concepts even if it's not often well explored makes it really like so much fun for me to read and often more so than a lot of the more objectively well-constructed stuff that you might see today. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, is there a, uh, like a superhero or comic that stands out to you? That's your favorite or they tend to always be biased towards? My personal favorite has always been, uh, Nightcrawler of the X-Men who is a, who it, who is a, Catholic ex-member of the circus whose mutant powers make him look like a demon and he has the powers of like superhuman agility and teleportation so he's this weird so part of it is the blatant religious connections Mm -hmm. which you sadly don't see a lot of in comic books where religion's either subdued or subverted and so even as like a diehard Lutheran it's like well yeah I like a Lutheran hero but this like <laughs> diehard Catholic's about the best I'm gonna get yeah right <laughs> um, and also I like kind of those kind of underdog powers I like characters who can't necessarily break down a wall or you know shoot lasers from their eyes but still go out there along with the more powerful heroes and still hold their own i like the fact that he's kind of a weird balance between i can make a joke but i can also tell a serious storyline and so for me even though he doesn't get a lot of individual stories even though he's usually a part of an ensemble cast he's always been my personal favorite character Excellent. I remember, what was it, X2? X-Men? Yeah, yeah I, I remember he was in there. Is he, was he in one of the first class movies for that series? He was in uh, Age of Apocalypse, and okay. he was in uh, Dark Phoenix. Okay, I did not see Dark Phoenix yet. I saw the Apocalypse one. I, I, I need to watch him again. It's been a little while. But it. Uh, did you think uh, the rendition matched the uh, comic book at all, or...? Uh, it did about as good as Fox does is I think the way I respond to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I, I mean, have, uh, you know, comic books, uh, you mentioned anime, has that influenced your, um, graphic design style at all? I think so. Okay. Uh, cause 
I, I remember during school, there was one time that we were, uh, they often did self-portraits, I think, as a lot of the, the uh, as a lot of the different prompts they had us do in school. And I remember one time that we did that as, I, I think it was actually like, you had to get it done in like 10 minutes or an hour or something like that. Interesting. And what the teacher, I remember the teacher saying afterwards was basically that I had a really distinctive style in the class because everyone else kind of ended up like shading the face and kind of putting it together with like a lot of these kind of subtle uh, gradients and giving the impression of the object was there. I just drew the lines along the figure and made it like really pronounced. And I think that kind of defines my style in general is that um, I, I like, I like my work to be very clear and I like it to be accessible. And I think that's because of the entertainment I like is that I don't, I don't like things to be too, esoteric i don't like things to be too uh quiet because i think that doesn't necessarily work with people always very well i like things to be quickly understandable i like them to be engaging i want them to be friendly i want them to be high energy in that way Hey, it sounds like a good fit for business because you need to have that efficiency. You need to stand out. Right. So it makes sense. Um, and you mentioned you're based in Troy. Uh, do you only work with businesses in Troy or do you, what's your, uh, I guess, geographic limit or um, is there one? So far I've primarily worked with people in the general Detroit area, just because that's who I've managed to reach out to. But Honestly, the thing about design is is that there doesn't really need to be a geographical limit. Not every client might agree with that. Some <laughs> clients do like to meet in person and they don't really want to reach out farther than that. But for me as a designer, I don't really feel I have any limits as to where I'm willing to take a job from. If you are able to get in contact with me and tell me what you need and what you don't need. I'm, I'm willing to work with that. Awesome. Nice. That's, that's awesome. That you have that flexibility, especially with people who like your work. I mean, that's yeah. perfect. So I guess, uh, how does the client experience go? Like, you know, let's say I want yeah. a logo or something like that. I reach out and say, Hey Josh, I want a logo. Right. You know, what, what next? Um, that I think kind of depends on the client because I've generally had two types of clients in that situation. Some clients uh, give me only the very basics of what they want, right? Like they tell me the name, uh, they might have a very vague idea of how they want that depicted, and then they basically let me run loose. Uh, in those situations, what I tend to do is I take out my sketch pad, and I usually come up with, um, art school told me that, like, gave me a very large number in terms of what they said I should, ske should sketch out. And I think that applies to, like, uh, like 
an agency environment, mm-hmm. but when you're in freelance, uh, people can't handle that many options at once. Like that, like really like unsettles people. So I, these days tend to keep it to no more than like, actually, usually I keep it to a dozen sketches okay. for what I'm doing. Um, and then I basically take it to the client. I tell them, what do you like here? What don't you like? And then I try and develop uh, either the sketch or the couple of sketches that they like. And that's how we kind of weed it down until we figure out what we actually want here. Uh, and sometimes they don't like any of the sketches, uh, in which case, you know, you start over again. And therefore, it's it's a process of you whittling down from your own ideas to what the client actually wants. The other option though, is that sometimes I get people and they like immediately know exactly what they want. Right. And they just don't know how to produce it. In which case I virtually skip the sketching process and go right into the computer and start making what they want. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier uh, marketing agency. So I was working with, uh, Franklin advertising, I think, oh gosh, like a year and a half ago at least. Mm-hmm. And he like already immediately sketched out on a pad in front of me what he wanted. And he just said, uh, I can't do this myself at the moment. <laughs> Can you do this? And we were able to get that like whipped up within, I think, I think we got that done in a couple of weeks, actually. Nice. That's awesome. It's very awesome. Um, all right. So I guess if anyone wants to get a hold of you and uh, see if you're a fit for what you know, their whatever their project is, right? How do they do that? Um, I would say, I would say there are three main sites I mostly use use these days. Uh, so I've got a Facebook page. Uh, I've I know I've got it somewhere so I can share it with you, but it's I'll tag it in here. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so it's like official Monson Design or something like that. I've got an email under official Monson Design, um, and uh, Facebook has most of my portfolio already on it. Okay. But I've also got a uh, art station page, which I think is the primary, which. I personally prefer, I think it looks a little more professional. It's what I usually refer to people when I, when they ask for a, for a portfolio. But I also know that for a lot of people, it's just a lot more comfortable to use Facebook because they're familiar with it. Yeah. So, the, so ArtStation is what I tend to give my artist friends. Facebook is what I tend to give my business friends. Easy enough. I um, Yeah, and I'll include a link and all that here so people can... Awesome. Uh, Explore your work a little bit more, and hopefully you get from some good people there. Um, any final news, notes, tips that you'd like to share before we uh, sign off? Um, not that I can really think of. Um, I, I guess the major thing I'm mostly excited about... Uh, Yeah, the most recent thing I've been excited about is currently still uh, under wraps, so no, I think I'm good there. All right, easy enough. We'll keep an eye out for that soon. Um, well, awesome stuff. Uh, appreciate you being here. 
And uh, everyone else, have a great week as we work to be more through Christ. God bless.